My name is Bill. And I'm Danny. And we are a, a couple, couple of Park Hoppers. Halloween Horror Night season has come to a close, and we're giving our in-depth review on everything this year had to offer. Ranking our favorite houses and scare zones to entertainment and more, we're looking back at every aspect of this year's HHN. Let's hop to it. goodness i cannot believe we're making this episode already how is the halloween season already over where where did it go i don't know but at disney it started in august halloween (sighs) horror night started in early september and it's already over you know what i just realized as you were playing that music is that i've come to accept that november is my grinch month because i'm just (laughs) upset that sure I'm upset that Halloween is over for the month of November. Fair enough. I'm November's Grinch month. <laughs> it's it's so weird because when I when I didn't live here in Orlando, Halloween was like October and that was it. And I was ready for Halloween all October and then once Halloween was over, I was ready for Christmas. Now, with Halloween starting in August, I am ready for Halloween to be done by the time October 31st gets here. Really? Yes. Okay, so I am the opposite. The second August starts, I am ready for Halloween. As soon as I can smell the pumpkin spice starting to <laughs> hit the air, sure. I am ready for Halloween season. Me too. And like I I I get so excited, but then as soon as November 1st hits and everyone's like Christmas, I'm like, "No." No. You're not having it? No. December 1st is Christmas season. November 1st through the end of the month is Grinch month <laughs> from now on. Fair enough. <laughs> but Fair like, enough. I feel like it went by so fast. It did. And, it did for sure. And I have one thing that I don't know if it'll change the way we buy our passes next year, but I am so frustrated that it did not are the passes we bought that included the very last weekend last year didn't include the it this year well here's here's the thing and i'm scrolling back in my calendar right now but we got the pass that go that's available for sunday through thursday right and so last year the final night i believe was either halloween night or it was november 1st it was i think it was halloween night which was a monday okay the reason why our pass this year, the Sunday through Thursday pass, because they extended the dates through November 4th and it fell on a weekend. Well, but it also included the first weekend. Correct. It, so it included I just, the first weekend. So I, I guess I assumed that because it included the last weekend last year, it would include the last like... One would assume. The yeah. last few events. So I don't know if that would change it for me because I feel like I really like... Like seeing the the times and oh my gosh, you get seventy percent off of merchandise the, the last couple of days, and we missed out on that this year. It was freaking unbelievable. The last night we went was the Wednesday before it ended. The I believe second. I don't. I don't remember. I'm what pretty day sure it was. it was the second because we didn't go on November first, 
And then we didn't realize that we couldn't go on the very last day, which was November 4th. I'm almost positive we went on the 2nd. Okay. So wh- whatever day it was, the lines were unbelievably short, like freakishly short, like never seen all season short. Yeah. It was when we were when we were leaving on the the last night that we went around like twelve twelve thirty, there was like six or seven houses that were ten minutes or less. It's unbelievable. Stranger Things. I think every night we went there was like seventy plus. You know what? We went on the first because we didn't go on the last night we could go because you Correct. were working yeah. late. That's what it was. I knew we didn't go on Thursday. Yes, yes, yes. Um. But like Stranger Things, like every night that we went prior to that was like a minimum of 60 to 75 minutes At all least. night long, all it, night long. It was like 100 to 120 normally. And that on the last night that we went was like 30 minutes. It's it's crazy. Unbelievable. I, w- I wish I could go every year in just November. I was, <laughs> I, I was also so sad that like because we had to go on the first once we kind of rearranged our plans that as we were walking out, we were walking past like these houses that had 10 minutes, oh, I know. 15 minutes. And I was like, we need to, we have to go home. We can't, right. we cannot close this it's park. It's so again. tempting. We've done all of these houses m- so many times. I wanted to see nightmare fuel again. Right. I, but I was like, you know what? Be we, responsible. we have to, we, <laughs> every other night we've said we're going to leave early and didn't. So this is the one night right. that we need to like leave. But I just can't believe that it, it, it feels like it flew by just in a flash and I loved, I just, I love Halloween season. And so I'm excited to talk about our experience. Cause I feel like we got, we really made use of our time at Halloween horror nights this year. For sure. Um, the main uh, objective of this episode here is to kind of close out our Halloween horror night season. <laughs> and since we had done all the houses several times, what we decided to do is we want to go over our favorite houses we're going to go over each house in detail what we thought of each house and then we're going to tell you exactly where each one of us ranked the houses in our top 10 same thing with the scare zones uh for our top five and then we're going to talk about nightmare fuel um at the very end just to kind of wrap it all up because it deserves to be talked about. and then we'll let you know what our final ranking was in order in case you weren't writing it down while you're listening to this episode <laughs> um so what we're going to do now is we're going to dive into the houses for uh, Halloween Horror Nights 32, the 2023 edition. Uh, And we're going to randomly kind of go through the houses. And if you're watching on Patreon, patreon.com slash a couple of park hoppers, you can actually watch the video of us recording this podcast here. And you can actually see the graphics for the houses uh, in the middle here. And so randomly, we're going to start with uh, Universal Monsters Unmasked. Okay, and just before we yeah, um, before Sorry. we dive into this, I just want to mention the last time we talked about this, we had been through each house one, one time. time. Yep. Now we have been through some of these houses five or six times. To, to get um, a true feel of how these houses rank or how much you enjoy these houses, you've got to go through, I would say, a minimum of two or three times. Sure. I mean, but can you go one time and get like a full experience? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. But we want to let you guys know what's different than the last time we talked about this, that we have gone through each house multiple times. Because my rankings one through 10 have changed several times throughout the entire event. Yeah. Because of 
timing and the way you go through houses and you see certain things that maybe you didn't see before or there's more scare actors out in these houses than there were the previous time you went through it now for those of you who do one night at halloween horror nights yeah you're only going to do a house once you know but for us who are, are local and i would like to think trusted voices in the theme park community we went several times and we did all of the houses several times and i personally had very different experiences in a lot of the houses each different each time so um after going through an entire season of halloween horror nights i think i've got a pretty good ranking of my personal favorites again personal favorites we're not going to tell you that this house was the best that is subjective it's an opinion they're like uh, everybody has one everybody (laughs) has an opinion i wasn't going to say it (laughs) you know what i was going to say um it's our it's our opinion. It's our favorite uh, rankings uh, of the houses in scare zones. And last thing before we dive straight yeah. into this, I would like to give a special shout out to our favorite food of Halloween horror nights that kept us fueled and warm. That we didn't get to eat as much as we wanted, but we'll definitely be eating next year. What's that? The pizza skulls. The pizza skulls were <laughs> awesome. If those, if those don't come back, I'm not coming back. Uh, we actually didn't really get to eat, try as much food as we really no. wanted there to this year. There wasn't as many options as I wanted to try. Um, and nothing that we really tried blew our minds, but the pizza skulls, they were have been there in the past. We anticipate them being, the, being there in the future, so... Just a special shout out to the Pizza Skull. You were delicious. Yeah. And we hope to see you next year. Yes. Thank you for fueling us with horror. Ooh, nightmares. <laughs> All right. So let's go ahead and jump into these houses. So the first one you said. Yeah. Let's go over Monsters Unmasked first. So the description of this house is four universal monsters, one new nightmare. Descend into the Paris catacombs where you and your squad will face a new horde of monsters. Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. The Phantom of the Opera and the Hunchback of Notre Dame and the Invisible Man. Now, what are you what are your thoughts on on this house? I know we did it a couple of times. What did you think about Universal Monsters Unmasked? For me, this house kind of fell in the middle. I would go through it. Sure. But I would pick another house over it. Yeah. And it wasn't lower on my list. It was a haunted house yeah. that I got some good spooks out of. Um, I will say that there's one uh, room that there's a dead horse on the ground, oh, and yeah. I didn't love that yeah. because I'm like a like anytime something sad with animal ha- animals happen, I'm just it. Ugh, I don't really like that. And uh, but it was a really cool house. Like it was kind of like if you if you think of what a haunted house is, like if you told AI build me a haunted house out of classic monsters. This would be it. Yeah. Um, so for me, uh, this universal monsters unmasked fell at number six. So basically right in the middle, like yeah, <laughs> right in the middle of the haunted sandwich. So. You, and, you and I are kind of in the same boat, although universal monsters unmasked had actually one of the coolest effects that I saw in any of the houses. Mm-hmm. The one effect that made me go, Oh, like maybe make that noise. Okay. There was a a point where you turn the corner and there was uh I forget which universal monster it was uh, off the top of my head, but uh-huh. there was a woman lying on the table face down 
And oh yeah. And the monster reached in, grabbed her spine, and like pulled it out of her back. And it looked so real that I like literally made that noise. I was like, oh god. <laughs> Sorry, I just giggled because I just imagined somebody driving while you were <laughs> while they're listening to this oh, and hearing ASMR. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but somebody from another car hearing that and being like, whoa. <laughs> Um, yeah, that was a really cool effect. Uh, I I remember when I saw that, I was like, oh, I bet that person is like standing up because you can't comfortably and safely lie down on your stomach and get your li- spine ripped out. Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> yeah, you know, <laughs> rules. <laughs> I'm sure that wasn't. <laughs> I'm sure that wasn't legit. But I just but. figured I was like, oh, I bet that person is like, there's got to be like a comfortable way for them to pull that off. Yeah. Um, uh, one thing that that completely irritated me and it's just a sound thing because i'm a sound guy i love audio stuff one thing that completely irritated me the entire time in this house was that voiceover where the the extra extra we know all about, about it like through the entire house it was just like oh my god what is what is this kid like get get her out of here or him yeah i, I don't know how old I, you don't, are. I don't know with children and sometimes they sound yeah um um but seeing like Phantom of the tell. Opera be featured was really cool. Uh, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, Hunchback. like Those are ones you don't expect to be in a Har- Halloween Horror Nights house. And yeah. so seeing them kind of featured was really neat. Uh, but for me, and you said you were put them at six? I put it at six. And so for my ranking, I'm putting it at my number seven house. Okay. So we're kind of on the same page, middle of the pack. A um, little bit more towards the bottom half. It was still a good house. It was cool to see some of the characters featured. It had one really cool effect for me, but it definitely doesn't rank higher than a lot of the houses for me personally. Yeah. In that same area, there was another effect. There was like a bungee effect where a scare actor kind yeah. of fell. Hunchback, yeah. Uh, hunchback, uh, where it looked like he was going to like jump on top of you and he mm-hmm. kind of gets bungeed back. And But that was also where they had some technical issues and I know that like the safety of the scare actors is of the utmost importance, but that's where we heard that sound like the voiceover for like oh I know yeah at least five or six minutes yes so uh, but again that's just what happens you know you got to take care of your people but but yeah number six and number seven so for ranked for us but yeah yeah uh, right in the middle all right let's go over our next house here we've got the last of us. Uh, the step into the world of The Last of Us. And this is the video game. It's not based on the show. It's loosely based on the show, but it's mostly based on the PlayStation game because uh, there was PlayStation logos everywhere. Uh, step into the world of The Last of Us. You and your squad will encounter the haunting and overgrown world of the video game in a brand new terrifying way. Stay silent if you want to survive a multitude of clickers, hunters, and more. So you tell me what you think. thought about this house first. Um. I thought detail-wise it was really cool. I thought that... So Danny and I tried to watch the Last of Us show that's on Max. And we watched, I think, the first episode and a half, roughly. I think so. And I kind of got the gist of what the clickers are and like who some of the characters are and Fedra, which is the... Like the rations, like the company who's in charge of like the whole overseeing of the pandemic or whatever they're calling it. And uh, I kind of got a little bit of an introduction of what the the gist of the show was. Um, I thought that the house was really detailed, and there was a couple of really cool scenes that I walked through. But overall, again, this is my opinion. I'm ranking my favorites. Uh, I would say The Last of Us is definitely in my bottom three. 
Uh, other people may feel differently. It was a long wait every single night. It was a super popular house. People love that video game. But for me personally, I didn't get much out of it. Uh, I didn't really know who I was looking at, what I was looking at. Uh, so I put The Last of Us at number eight. So I feel kind of the same way as you did. Um, I felt like watching The Last of Us as a show, uh, I think it was it's really well done so far what we've watched. Um, but it's very, 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 very slow. And it's very, 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 very dark. Yes. And like... And kind of triggered. Dreary. <laughs> yeah. So like watching it is kind of a bummer. <laughs> so like when you watch it, if it, it kind of... It doesn't uplift you. And for me, like if I'm watching TV, I usually don't want to be sad after I'm watching right, something. Yeah. So... And a lot of it is just very dark and sad and like messed up and but it's it's really well done and very creative um i went ahead and put the last of us at number seven uh so i'm kind of with you it's towards the lower end for me it was more because it was gross sure but it was meant to be gross um i don't want to walk through like bathrooms that look like yeah that was kind of weird like poo stained bathrooms (laughs) yeah well i don't want to say the s word it just sounds so sheet sheet stained yes um it just sounds rugged when i say that like (laughs) and like also the also like the things kind of look like mutilated like body parts and i like it just wasn't scary as much as it was like clickers yeah to me a clicker is a a a remote for a tv (laughs) i just think of dog training like using a clicker uh but i definitely think that they took you into the video game from what i can see yep uh but it's not a house that i would have wanted to frequent very often like we went through a couple times but i every time we like walk through some spaces in that house i was like Ew. Yeah. Well, yeah, I want to like Purell myself. I think you're going to understand why we ranked The Last of Us where it is um, when we talk about the other uh, IPs that we really enjoy later on in the episode. Yeah. Um, but again, I'm I'm putting mine in the bottom three at number eight for me, and you said number seven. For number you. seven. Yeah. Um, I think we're both on the same page. I think maybe if we give The Last of Us show a better chance, maybe we might understand what we saw in the house a little bit better. I. But I also, it's also over now. I also think that if you can enjoy the show and not want to walk through a poo-poo sure. bathroom, yeah. like with doors knocked off of it that look <laughs> right. like, you know, everybody just, you know, smeared feces all over the yeah. wall. Sheet. Sheet. <laughs> Am yeah. I are we allowed to say feces? Yeah. Okay. Why not? I don't know. It's gross. <laughs> That's <laughs> gross walking Feces. through. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty nasty. So, but the, I mean, nobody, the, it's not scary. It's just icky. Mm-hmm. And you don't really want icky. So that was, that's kind of where I was. Yeah. Um, and some of the, you know, the house was really cool set wise though, yeah. I will say. But yeah, uh, number seven for me, number, number eight for you for The Last of Us. All right, moving on. Our next random house is... Dr. Oddfellow's Twisted Origins. All right. So 
Dr. Oddfellow's Twisted Origins. Your soul is a price he's willing to pay. You won't be able to resist going inside Dr. Oddfellow's menacing menagerie of twisted oddities. But the price for you and your friends is steep. The cost of your souls to feed his immortal power. Love it. Um, this house was awesome. Just even from the outside, they had the the projection mapped circus tent on the outside of the tent, um, and then you go through like this interesting little outdoor part before you even go in. So it feels like you're you're really truly entering like this crazy circus. And once you're inside, it is literally just a house of oddities and freak shows. And I really love the feel of this house. When I first heard about what it was going to be, I thought it was going to be just a bunch of clowns, which, yes, there was clowns. It's a circus. It's a freak show. Uh, But it wasn't all clowns. There was so many different unique characters. Dr. Oddfellow appeared several times throughout the house. I really like that character a lot. I really love, like, the whole voodoo thing. I think think that's super cool. Um, He's very similar to Dr. Facilier. If you don't know who Dr. Oddfellow is, he's very similar looking to Dr. Facilier, like the big top hat, um, deep voice, like crazy deep voice down here. Um, And I just really like him as a character. And the backstory uh, of Dr. Oddfellow and the history he has with with characters like Jack the Clown, go ahead and and, and check out uh, the history of Dr. Oddfellow. There's a lot of stuff on YouTube. Um, Universal has their own podcast that actually is like a, a like a scripted story that you can listen to. Um, it's really, really cool when they tie everything together with Dr. Oddfellow. But I really loved the house. I loved the colors. There was lots of jump scares. Um, they had one particular puppet that I really liked, and that was the lion. Yeah. I thought that was really cool. Um, and I think I had probably the most jump scares in that house of any house. So for me, and I wasn't sure we were going to get to this one this early because we're just randomizing here, but Dr. Oddfellow's Twisted Origins was my number one house. Wow. And so it moved up, uh, then, uh, from the future ranking or previous rankings that you had. Yeah. Um, I believe I had it in the top three originally, but I... The more I went through it, the more I enjoyed it. And I think my final ranking puts it at number one. It's funny that you're that Dr. Oddfellow for you went up because for me, he went down. Interesting. But he so but he didn't go down because I didn't love the house any less. Sure. He went down because one of the other houses I fell in love with more. Okay. And so for me, Dr. Oddfellow, uh, he i ranked that house at number uh three okay now i thought that house was so unique an experience walking through uh the lion the first time we walked through there i was like whoa it's an animal it was really cool it was really real looking well it wasn't just that the that there was a lion it was there was a lion to your right and he would roar and then when you turned a lot of times, I think twice they got me where there was like a big like elk or like moose or yeah. some bear. I don't know. Some some animal, some big animal that like it was, was just there. It, so the, the line was there to distract you. Then when you turned around, 
you know, you got another yeah. spook. Lots of the double-sided jump scares in this house. Yeah, I thought that the layout of this house was super, super creative in the way that they made it look like a circus tent. And it felt really big in there all the yeah. time. And I know it wasn't like as big as it felt. And overall, I just, I thought that the consistency of the house, the vibe of the house, just overall, it was a fantastic house. And again, it would have been higher on my list if I didn't love two other houses right. just a little bit more. Exactly. So. Dr. Oddfell to number three, and it more than deserved that ranking. <laughs> All right. So let's move on to our next uh, randomized house, and that is The Exorcist Believer. Do you want to read this one? Sure. An evil reawakened. Two missing girls have been found with no memory of what happened to them. But wherever they went, the ultimate evil has returned with them. Enter the most terrifying scenes from the new Blumhouse film. So, what was that? I don't know. Blumhouse. Blumhouse film. film. Here's the thing. I'm just gonna say it. I put this house at number eight. I don't really mess around with like religious evil sure, stuff. Yeah. It that's the stuff that keeps me up <laughs> will at keep night. Me up, will keep me up at night. I'm not. I'm not a fan of it either. Like the stuff like Exorcist and the Nun and like th anything that has to do with like exorcisms we, of any or kind. like Ouija boards. Yeah, like, not a fan. Like I just, I just don't really love that because like you're crossing into like fun, haha, -ha, scary, evil to like. A little too real for me right and uh i just I i'm not really a fan i also don't understand why this house happened this year when it's not even out yet yeah uh, the exorcist believer was a new movie i believe it came out on october 12th uh, I want to say it just came out so late in the game. Yeah, it 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 came out like halfway through Halloween Horror Nights, and I know Blumhouse tends to have a a house every year, uh, and this was their their latest movie. But it's hard to relate to something when you haven't seen it, especially on an IP house. Um, so, but I've seen the original Exorcist. I haven't seen this new one yet. Um, the new ex the original Exorcist is freaky. It's it's kind of funny now because some of the effects are kind of weird and when she like pleasures herself with the crucifix is just like so weird um Ooh, i don't even like that you said that out yeah, loud <laughs> yeah well have you seen it yes okay yeah I she's like I stabbing herself but it's pleasure because she's a, oh. she's a demon oh god um, but yeah so she it's it, it's weird I, i'm not a huge fan of that kind of genre i feel like uh, i pushed that from my memory why did you have to bring that back <laughs> sorry <to me? laughs> um but i hadn't seen this film yet and i Still haven't seen this film yet. Uh, I plan on seeing it at some point. But some <laughs> of the effects were really cool. I really liked the um, th the uh, the girl who was like hanging from the ceiling mm -hmm. by like the guts and stuff that were coming out of I'm her. I'm so disturbed right now. So, okay. <laughs> uh, so it, it was really it, that was a really cool effect. And the only the big downside for me for the Exorcist house is that 
the biggest jump scare that I had in that house wasn't anything demonic at all. Mm-hmm. It was the, I believe it was a cop that popped out of the side and was just like trying to find the girl. And the cops scared the crap out of me when she popped out. And it wasn't even like supposed to be scary. I, I guess her popping out is supposed to be kind of a jump scare. But that literally made me almost fall over when she jumped out at me. <laughs> and that was probably the biggest scare I had in that house, which is kind of disappointing for a house that has to do with the exorcist. Yeah. I also just, I feel like a lot of the cool stuff that's supposed to like in the movie make you, when you see it, you go, Oh no, like I don't, that's freaky. That's evil. You missed because like there was a doll sitting on like a, a, what is the circle with the star? The, um, I don't know. It's like a satanic logo. Yeah. Uh, I forget what it's called. It starts with a P. I don't know. Pentagram. Sure. Um, and the doll starts moving on the table, but it's Ew. such a small like movement. It's like it's not enough to like really give you mm. creepy vibes, and you could miss it by like so easily. So it was fine. I I also feel like in the past I didn't really love the Blumhouse houses, yeah, as they were. So maybe that's just not my vibe. And yeah, but yeah, for me. I, like I said, it was number eight. What was the number for you? Uh, number six. Number six. Oh, yours was higher as, than as mine. Number six. Yeah. Okay. All right. So let's move on to our next house. Our next randomized house is. Oh, that. Oh, whoop. That's not what I meant to do. Um, Chucky, ultimate kill count. Take it away, Danny. I'm going to fix what I just did. All right. Chucky, ultimate kill count. Chucky's back for even more carnage. Chucky, the serial killer doll, is back for a new gore fest. He's hijacked his own haunted house with all kinds of bloody hijinks. You and your friends must try to survive his ultimate kill count. All right. Perfect. All right. So for I want you to talk about this house first. Um, so I had a very loose uh, understanding of Chucky. I had I knew who the character was. I knew he was a killer doll. But I had never really sat down and watched any of the movies or anything Chucky at all. So Danny and I decided, after going through Chucky the first time, to be like, hey, this seems interesting. And all these movies are on Peacock. Let's watch them. So we literally went back and watched Child's Play 1, Child's Play 2, Child's Play 3, Bride of Chucky, Seed of Chucky, Cult of Chucky, Curse of Chucky. And then started watching the Chucky show that the house is is basically based on. And did you already say the new Chucky movie? Oh, it, well, there was a remake. That was kind of weird, though. But we still watched Mark it. Mark Hamill was Chucky for some reason. But we still watched it I, all. I, I know, but that, that doesn't really... F- if it was Chucky, we watched it, it basically. Doesn't, it doesn't fall into like the, the lore of Chucky. But what I'm saying is if it was Chucky, we watched it. Sure. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, but... We absolutely fell in love with Chucky after watching all of that content. So after taking in all of that content, Danny and I made our way back to Halloween Horror Nights and went through Chucky Ultimate Kill Count and started seeing videos of the kills from the show that we had seen and understanding what was happening in the house and seeing some of the kills from the movies and the show in the house that house made so much more sense to me and i 
liked it significantly more after taking in that that content. Sure. Uh, so what I would do, and you're going to be kind of surprised where I put it, and it's mainly because I wish the house was more. It, The first half was kind of okay, and then there was like this weird exit where you go outside and you think you're done, and then you're going back in. And that second half is a little bit more intense and a little bit more fun, but I, I wish there was more Chucky. At the very beginning, when you walk in, there's this incredible Chucky animatronic, and he's just sitting there blinking and moving his mouth and like talking to you. And it's like, oh my God, I want to sit here and watch this all day. And you never again see a Chucky animatronic throughout the entire house. You see puppets popping out at you every once in a while and voices and stuff. But there was a lot of weird Chuckiness going on there, like the giant Chuckies and, uh, People in Chucky outfits, for some reason, didn't really understand it. Um, I just wish there was more Chucky, like doll Chucky, throughout the house. So I that knocked it down a couple of notches for me. I loved the house. I loved going through it. I think it was the last house that we did, correct? Yes. Um, and so, but I'm going to put Chucky Ultimate Kill Count at my number five. I can't believe that you didn't want to fuck with the Chuck. <laughs> Whoa, hey, hey, <laughs> got him bleep that (laughs) so i have to say first off i put chucky at number two wow so he actually moved up and the reason for this is because at first after us watching all the movies and all the shows and just kind of loving the the lore and uh, how stinking cute Chucky is, even though he's a serial killer he's voodoo the worst, doll. Charles Lee Ray. <laughs> uh, there's just so many, like, when you walk through the house, I actually went back and watched it um, with my uh, sister's fiance, my future brother in law, Nick. Um, we watched one, some of the other movies because he's starting to go through and watch them. We got to get Maggie to watch them mm-hmm. too. Um, but. All of you should watch them too. Yeah. Uh, however, when we went back and watched the last couple times we went through the house, I was pointing out to you, do you remember this this death yeah. in this movie? Which mm-hmm. I didn't recognize at first. Yeah, I didn't either. Because we had only seen the movies one time through. So and you know, he his kill count is high, so it's hard <laughs> to remember every right. everything that he does. But I have such an appreciation, first off, for having an animatronic the second you walk through the door. You see, like, a, a an actual animatronic, which in memory, I don't remember there being one at an HHN house. I can't think of one off the top of my at head. At least since we've gone. There probably yeah. has been one, but um, that was so cool to just see him. Boom. Here he is, alive, right in front of you. Then all the way through, Chucky is puppeteered by these scare actors. And some of them are actually acting as being part of Chucky's kill count while they're puppeteering Chucky. Right. Like, how cool is that? That's like a next level, like, expectations from people who are working in these houses. To give you kind of an idea of what Danny's talking about, like, there was a scare actor, I believe, that had Chucky, like 
sitting on their shoulder, kind of like climbing over from his from their back, and he was like stabbing them in the chest from from behind. And so that's what she's talking about, where like the scare actor is like puppeteering Chucky while also being involved in the kill, uh, where they're getting quote unquote killed. And Chucky is like on their shoulder, like stabbing them in the chest. I, I loved that. I thought it was great. But like that actor had to pretend that they were being murdered by Chucky while they were puppeteering Chucky. Yeah. And stabbing themselves. Yeah. <laughs> um, on top of that, like there were so many cool things that I missed. Uh like different Chuckies from the show. Yeah. How, when there were different Chuckies, I started noticing like who they were. Even, you know, the, the death of Tiffany Valentine. Yeah. You see her in the bathtub Mm -hmm. and you see, um, her doll on the floor. And I didn't realize that it was like a tribute to all of Chucky's kills. Yeah. And, the more we went through it, the more I was like, this is really cool. It is not a house. It's not an experience that I personally have ever had before in a haunted house where you've got the acting, the puppeteering and an animatronic. Right. And for that reason, I'm out. I put Chucky at number two. <laughs> All right. Moving on. Our next random house is Stranger Things season four. Take it away, Danny. Oops. What? Or I'll do it. Try to escape the curse of Vecna. You'll need to. You're, you'll need your squad to resist Vecna's gruesome curse. Like Eleven, now's your chance to stop him once and for all as you take on the scariest season of Stranger Things yet. So, I I'll just I'll just start this one off. Sure. This was my number one house, baby. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. So uh, the reason this house was my number one is they did such a beautiful job of taking you and putting you directly into a season that was like, I don't know, 14 hours long or something like that. Yeah. Something like that. So they brought all of the characters to life. Uh, The scenes that they created, you literally felt like you had just turned on Netflix and stepped into those scenes from, you know, Chrissy being on top of the ceiling, um, Eddie and uh, and Dustin being on top of the roof and, you know, fighting the, what were the bats? The uh, Demobats. Demobats. Yeah. And, and there was just so much like 11 fighting with one. I mean, there were scenes that you were walking through the middle of the scene and things were happening on both sides of you. Uh Granted, I will say, I don't know if everybody would love this house if you haven't seen Stranger Things. If you don't like Stranger Things, then forget it. But for me, I thought it was just such a beautiful tribute to a season that was just so well done. Mm-hmm. And they they put you right into it. So for me, Stranger Things was number one. And I just... That's why you go to Halloween Horror Nights to yeah. have experiences like that and and like Chucky. Like that's why you go to these places. When I go to theme parks, I like to be immersed. Yes. And this house did the best job of immersing you into a an existing product that I've seen in a very long time. Right. I love Stranger Things. You and I have watched all four seasons when they came out. 
Stranger Things 4, we've watched twice. Yes. Uh, we, we watched it again right before Halloween Horror Nights because we hadn't watched it in about a year or so when, right. it, when it came out originally. Uh, but we both loved this season. I remember vividly sitting on our couch being like so invested in the final three or four episodes of that season, which were basically movies. Yeah, I think um, one of them was like two hours. Yeah, <laughs> but I remember like yelling at the TV when, when uh, spoiler alert, when Eddie gets attacked and being like, no, not Eddie, no, no, no. Like I was so invested in this season. And so walking in, like you said, the first thing you see is Eddie's trailer and you hear the Stranger Things music in the background and you hear Chrissy, wake up. And then you walk in and Eddie's on your left and Chrissy's getting cracked on the right, on the top right. And you of the, hear her bones oh crunching. Oh my God. Just like right away, you're you're in it. You're you're in it for the the long run. And then you start going through all these different scenes. You run into to Vecna for the first time. Um, you get the grandfather clock. You got the noises. You got uh, the uh, the upside down, um, right side up um, scene where like the the, yeah. the the sheet is hanging down. Right. Um, you look up and you see Dustin, but he's like upside down, but he's in the right side up. Right. Um, that was a super cool moment to see in person. The the battle between one and eleven, where she, uh, when she spoiler was alert, <laughs> blasts him through the through the wall in the um, the infirmary or whatever that place was called, um, and he ends up in the upside down, becoming Vecna essentially. Yeah. Um, it, that just walking through there, and then his his whole lair, and you walk in and you see Chrissy wrapped up in the tree, and the kid with the glasses, and the kid with the glasses, and then you see discount Zac Efron, who is so happy that he died. Um, <laughs> the, the just the worst boyfriend. Um, you walk through, you see the 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 scene where Max is levitating, and you hear Kate Bush is running up that hill. Uh, just so much stuff, and then of course the um, the scene that everyone remembers from season four is the Metallica scene with Eddie and Dustin on top of the on top of the trailer in the upside down where Dustin just decides to break out into master of puppets. And it is just fantastic. The costumes were awesome. The uh, environments were awesome. Just everything about that house was great. I really loved Dr. Oddfellow this year and I'm, I was torn whether to put, <clears throat> that one or two, I gave the edge to Dr. Oddfellow, but I'm putting Stranger Things for at number two. Awesome. And one other thing I want to mention about Stranger Things is sometimes when a character was going through like a progression of something that happened to them, you would see the character in one state yep. and then see what happened to them next. So it wasn't just showing what happened to them. They were telling the story right. as you were walking through it. So like when one fought 11 you saw him at, in his human form then you saw him in, in his like half like half vecna half you know one getting blasted through the wall there right but yeah. then you saw him as he was changing right um as he was basically like getting his human body was getting destroyed and then also when that one guy the the head football player or whatever you saw him in different scenes too yeah and saw him Discount you know, Zach Efron. Yeah, exactly. So I just I, I love that they also took you through the story. Yeah, in, like and it was so well done. Yeah. So I for strange for me Stranger Things was number one for you it was number two. Yeah. All right. Moving on to our next random house is Dueling Dragons. Choose thy fate. For <laughs> Dueling Dragons, the description is: No matter who you choose, you lose. 
Two warlocks of great power were turned into dragons after trying to take Merlin's spellbook. Now you and your friends are caught in their epic battle. You must choose a path and a victor. Now, Dueling Dragons, for those of you who didn't know, is or was a roller coaster at Universal's Islands of Adventure. Uh, it once stood where Hagrid's Magical Creatures Motorbike Adventure now stands over in uh, the Wizarding World of Harry Potter. It was a, an incredible roller coaster that had a red track and a blue track. It was fire and ice, and they basically dueled. And so that's where we got the dueling dragons from. Now, this year at Halloween Horror Nights, they decided to make a house based on, or loosely based on the ride, but more or less the lore and the story of the ride, of the dueling dragons. Now, this house had potential. And I think it fell extremely short of said potential. Now, walking through, some of the effects were awesome. Some of the colors, the red and the blue, and then the fire and the ice, I thought it was a, a beautifully manicured house. I thought it was great. I didn't understand the characters. They they almost looked like um, the Night Walkers from Game of Thrones. Or they looked kind of like Megatron, like the face. Mm -hmm. They were like this weird, like pointy heads with like fangs. And I couldn't tell if those are supposed to be like dragon people or they were supposed to be dragons. I don't I don't really know what they were supposed to be. And forgive me, I'm, I'm not super familiar with the lore of dueling dragons. And somebody out there listening to this can be like, "No, you, that's not what you. That's not what it is. You don't even know what you're talking about." I, I don't know what I'm talking about, and that's why I'm saying this. I didn't understand what those characters were. And then you go along, and there was one really cool scene where you had both of the dragons, the red, blue, the red and blue dragons. At the end, they were breathing smoke and then you chose your fate you chose your path you either went to the fire side or you went to the ice side and you picked one you went through and there was maybe another 20 feet of haunted house and that was it and so i only went through the ice side i actually never went through the fire side so i don't really know what happened on the other side but for this whole thing to literally be called Dueling Dragons Choose Thy Fate, you go and choose your fate, and then there's really nothing that happens after that, I thought that was incredibly disappointing and underwhelming. And so I put Dueling Dragons Choose Thy Fate at number nine. <clears throat> I put mine at number nine, too. I thought this house... I don't care if there's somebody out there and who's saying, like, you don't know, whatever, no. Like, that house was not good um it deserved to be down there it was it made no sense the characters made no sense uh this house i can only imagine that somebody said oh let's do a house in memory of dueling dragons and then nobody could argue because it was already on the table like that's my only thing that somebody must somebody with enough pull must have said i i need this I need you to like put into the history of horror nights this roller coaster. This roller coaster that wasn't even in the same park as Halloween Horror Nights. What are y'all doing? <laughs> yeah. Um also just like the entire thing was just kind of cringy. The characters were cringy, the dragons were cringy. N nothing about this house was really exciting to be honest. 
Um, I think that it was just not a house that should have happened. Sure. And also, if you're going to choose your fate, your fate should be more than five steps. <laughs> right. Yeah. So y'all did the house, but it just, it wasn't impressive. <laughs> it deserved number nine and it would have been lower if the last house <laughs> wasn't, <laughs> I didn't have even stronger feelings about. Yeah. So farewell dueling dragons. May we never see you again. <laughs> Absolutely. So let's move on to our next random house and that will be Yeti campground kills. Uh, Yeti or not, here they come. <laughs> Uh, you and your friends are about to venture into a 1950s campground overrun by huge menacing yetis who rip apart anyone that gets in their way. You must flee to the ranger tower to escape. You want to go first on this one? Yeah, I put Yeti at number four. I thought this was a very like old school horror movie outdoors at the campground. Everybody is getting eaten by something terrifying just like your basic you know haunted house lore and i think they did a great job of executing it is yeah. was the thing the the yetis were big and scary and when they came out they were you know they shocked you mm -hmm. um the scare actors were great it, you actually felt like you were on a campground like when you were going through the set design was great like the set design looked amazing. And so um again, if I didn't love the other the three above it, I think it would have been a little bit higher, but I thought the other three very much deserved for my ranking to be above it. So uh it still made it to the top uh, in the in my top 5. So number four would have been Yeti Campground Kills for me. So funny enough, mine is also number 4 or uh, Yeti Campground Kills, uh, the more I did this house, the more I liked it. The more I did this house, the more it climbed my ranks. The last couple of times that I did it, it was great. I saw way more Yetis. I got way more scared. I noticed a lot more things going through there. But the first time I went through, it was very underwhelming to me. I did not really get scared much at all uh, the first time. Uh, it has one of my favorite effects, uh, in addition to the ripping the spine out thing from Universal Monsters. They had one part where there was a tent, and there was a guy who was like trying to crawl out of the tent, and he would get dragged back underneath the tent. <laughs> so I thought that was really cool. Um, just the, the whole set design was amazing. The Yetis were great. Um, there was even a couple of bears in there, <laughs> which I loved. Uh, but... Uh, one thing I wanted to also mention is that Universal actually awards a House of the Year and a Scare Zone of the Year every single Halloween Horror Nights season. And actually, Yeti Campground Kills was awarded House of the Year, which I can understand. But me personally, I, I liked Dr. Oddfellow, Stranger Things, and another one better than this one here. But I can totally understand why Yeti would win. The, camp, the, the campground sets were amazing. The costumes were fantastic. The scares were good when you got them in the right timing. Uh, but for um, all those other reasons I said before, I also put Yeti Campground Kills as number four. I totally am. I was shocked when you told me that Yeti won. I'm not surprised people loved that house. I just, I think there were, 
houses that were better than it. I didn't, again, it was in, it was in both of our top fives. I thought, I thought it was a great house, but I didn't think it was the best house. Right. But you know, that's why people vote. So exactly. uh, But congratulations to Yeti campground kills and all the scare actors. Y'all did an excellent job. And again, even though there were houses that we like better, I mean, it was, uh, apparently it was an overall, the, the favorite house. Yeah. Exactly. All right, moving on. We, I think we only have two houses left here. So random next one is Blood Moon, Dark Offerings. Bleed for the Blood Moon. In a colonial era village, moon worshippers witness a blood moon at their fall festival. What is that accent? They take it as a sign to hunt down any non-followers, including you and your scream squad. Scream squad. I think my accent is better than the actual house because I put it at number 10. (laughs) (laughs) Is that all you have to say about it? Uh, It looked like uh, Spirit Halloween sponsored that house. Oh, that's not very nice. Um, I also put mine at number 10 as well. I just thought this house like was not exciting. It just looked like they got way too many decorations from Spirit Halloween, put it together, um, and... I wasn't impressed, was never scared any time I walked through it. I, I genuinely think the only time in this house that I thought I was going to be scared was there was a scene that took place at what looked like a church um, in the pews, and there was a bunch of hooded figures sitting in the pews, and it was one of those things that felt like it should have been like the Halloween house last year, where there was a crap ton of michael myers but you didn't know which one was gonna move but it was super obvious who it was it was super obvious who it was and it wasn't scary and i don't know it, it, it's disappointing because this was actually the same uh, soundstage where uh dead man's pier was last year which actually won house of the year that one deserved house um, of the year absolutely that was a gorgeous house um but i guess it was this maybe the same people that did it um uh, same uh soundstage um, so it could have been so much more. Um, I just the first time I went, we went in there, we walked out, and we we're like, "Well, that wasn't very good." And I think that it didn't really move up anywhere close to even getting to number nine in my rankings. So Blood Moon, I think for both of us, you said number ten as well. Yeah. Uh, if anything, so, I just confirmed that it was the lowest house of the year for me every yeah, time we went through it. I, I just didn't love it. It was always a super low wait time, so I think a lot of people kind of felt the same way. Yeah, it was consistently the lowest wait time, I think. And so uh, for for that reason, uh, Blood Moon is out. Okay, so we only got one house left. We're going to go over here, and that is The Darkest Deal. And you want to go first on this one? Yeah. Go for it. Fame is fleeting. Fear is forever. Blues musician Pine Straw Spruce will have to face the music after meeting with a collector and trading his soul for musical glory. You and your squad learn the terrible price of fame. All right. So I really liked The Darkest Deal. I loved the premise of the blues musician selling his soul to the devil. Um, we Another cool personal touch. And again, we're going over our favorite houses, not the best houses. That is subjective. We're going over our list of favorites in order. And uh, Darkest Deal was really cool because we know the devil, <laughs> basically. I thought that was really cool to hear. The, the voice. Yeah, we it. know the voice of the devil. And I thought that was really cool to hear like a friend of ours like getting his break and uh, hearing his voice throughout the house was super cool. But I loved the premise of it. I loved the signing the deal with the devil thing um, and him 
like being on stage and then being possessed several different times during the house. Uh, the characters were amazing. The devil was really cool looking. And then it also gave me my probably my biggest jump scare in the history of Halloween Horror Nights. An accident, though. I know it was an accident, <laughs> but that will forever live in my brain as mm-hmm. one of the scariest moments I've ever had at Halloween <laughs> Horror Nights. And so at the very end, for those of you who went through it, there's a dark tunnel where you think you're heading towards the exit. And in reality, the exit is to the right, but it's kind of covered with dark curtains. And so I just continued going straight, thinking the hallway was going to keep going. And I kid you not, I got to the end of the hallway, and this gigantic devil monster thing popped out of the darkness. And millimeters from my face and I almost fell down on my butt. I got so scared (laughs) that it darkest deal immediately became one of my favorite houses at that point. I love the effects. I love the, the story being told in that house. And I love the exterior too. How cool was that? Where it's like, it looks like an old rundown shack almost. That's like a blues bar or something. And it just, it, Right from the beginning, even standing outside, it looks awesome. So, Darkest Deal, uh, I decided to put that as my number three house. I will say that I didn't love this house as much as you did. I thought it was cool. Uh, but I honestly, the first time I went through it, I did not get the story. Okay. I was like, what's happening? And then when I went back and read the description, I was like, oh. I I guess I could see how that was yeah how the story progressed. Uh, again, kind of when it goes back to exor like the Exorcist, I'm not really like a super huge fan of like <laughs> possession of people. Maybe is what it is. But if it's a possession of a murder doll, sign me up. Okay. <laughs> right. um, yeah, you love those murder dolls. I know. I just do. Uh, but I just overall I. It was it was in the middle for me. It was number five. I could go to it or not go to it, but right. I thought it was a cool house. Just wasn't really my vibe. I think is what it was. I mean, that's that's more than fair. I mean, everybody's entitled to their own opinion. And again, these are our opinions of what we thought was best. Um, in our opinion, and for our favorites, yeah, but our favorites. Uh, but yeah, I I would put Darkest Deal as number three, and you had it. Where was it? Number five. Number five. So middle of the pack. Pretty good rankings. In the middle of the horror sandwich. I mean, for me, I got one, two, three, three of the non-IP houses in my top five. So that's that's great. That's awesome. There's five non-IP houses for three of them to be in my top five. Well done, Universal. I think this year was really great. Three for mine, too. Yeah. I mean. That's awesome. I love it. So that's, uh, that's our coverage of all the houses. Let's go over our rankings real quick just before we move on to the scare zones. Okay. Um, so my rankings from number 10 down to number one, number 10 was Blood Moon, Dark Offerings. Number nine was Dueling Dragons, Choose Thy Fate. Number eight was The Last of Us. Number seven, Universal Monsters Unmasked. Number six was The Exorcist Believer. Number five was Chucky, Ultimate Kill Count. Number four was Yeti, Campground Kills. Number three was Darkest Deal. Number two, Stranger Things Season 4. And my number one house was Dr. Oddfellow's Twisted Origins. 
For me, going from 10 to 1, number 10, Blood Moon Dark Offerings. Number 9, Dueling Dragons Choose Thy Fate. Number 8, The Exorcist Believer. Number 7, The Last of Us. Number 6, Universal Monsters Unmasked. Number 5, The Darkest Deal. Number 4, Yeti Campground Kills. Number three, Dr. Oddfellows, Twisted Origins. Number two, Chucky, <laughs> Ultimate Kill Count. And number one, Stranger Things 4. All right. So those are our, our favorite, our rankings of our favorite to least favorite, or least favorite to favorite houses uh, from Halloween Horror Nights 32. Uh, every year, there are more than just houses at Halloween Horror Nights. There are? There are. <laughs> There are scare zones, yes, which are not indoors. They're basically part of the park that you need to walk through to get to the houses. Now, if you're not into the whole scare zone thing, they do uh, not confront anybody that's on the sidewalks. So if you want to avoid being spooked, walk on the sidewalk and they will not bother you. Uh, But there were five scare zones this year and... I didn't find out until a few days in that they were actually all linked to Dr. Oddfellow, which is really cool. Now, every once in a while, the the scare zones are just kind of different areas that don't really relate to each other. But this year, they were all tied to this year's icon in Dr. Oddfellow. Now, I have have my rankings for the scare zones. Um, We can go five to one again, or we can just do random scare zones. Um, let's let's touch on, um, which one do you want to do first? Uh, I, I do just want to mention that I first off found the scare zones this year very underwhelming. Sure. Uh, I don't disagree. I didn't get scared almost at all okay. in the scare zones. So I just, I don't know where we want to start, but I think we should just go through each one like we did before and, okay. and t- say that. Um, but just to to say right off the bat, um, I think that overwhelmingly the houses were the greatest piece of Halloween Horror Nights. They, they generally are. Right, but the scare zones were had just like a very strange um like just overall experience and usually they do have a little bit you can pick your flavor of scare zone and right it was all the same flavor this year sure so all right well let's go in order of what we have written here then let's go over the scare zone let's start with dr oddfellow's collection of horror Dr. Oddfellow will lure you into Halloween Horror Nights with a promise of immortality. As he lifts the veil on all the horrors to come, you'll soon realize that you may not even survive the night. Now, Dr. Oddfellow's collection of horror was technically like the front entrance of Halloween Horror Nights. And so the one with the big sign, uh, the one with all the fog when you first start walking in and they're just kind of characters in the fog. And for that reason, it kind of fell short i they they didn't have the flames coming out of the halloween horror nights uh, gate this year which is always a really cool touch when you're walking in um the music was kind of odd it didn't really feel odd fellow um it it, it didn't really feel like scary it almost felt like like punk rockish like 
electronic. It was just kind of boring. Yeah, it wasn't like I didn't feel like I was walking into a scary event. I felt like I was walking to a nightclub. Yeah. Well, also in other years, they had stages where they had scare actors up on the stages, right. like dancing and or just the, like the scaring you. Lord. They had the pumpkin Lord. Yeah. Um, there was uh, also a year where they basically had like, like a, I don't know what you would call it, but like you wa- had to walk through the, th- the, um, the entrance yeah. and they had pumpkins yeah like yep. all throughout like a wall of pumpkins that you had to walk under mm-hmm. and it was huge and it just totally set the tone and all they had this year was the silver like set that said halloween horror nights without fire without pumpkins without stages without a bunch of lights, no dancing scare actors. And there was also very few There were very few scares consistently, though. Yeah, and it wasn't just a one-time experience. Like, they had a couple of really cool, like, stilt walker monsters that were significantly taller than the guests, so you could see them, and I thought that was really cool. But for the most part, I didn't really ever get spooked walking through there. And then Dr. Oddfellow, who is um, obviously the icon of this year's event had like this whole kind of stage setup that was right there. But most of the time he wasn't even on it. And he was just kind of meandering through the crowd, which is cool. But but why did he move like a sloth at the DMV? <laughs> right. Um, I would have much preferred Dr. Oddfellow to come out in like sets, you know, every 20, 30 minutes, come out and do a thing on the stage. I'd much rather that than him just kind of lurking around. Yeah. Uh because he's should be there welcoming you to Halloween Horror Nights. Yeah. And f- because <clears throat> because it was at the very front and the the uh the set design for the very front kind of fell lackluster for me, I put this as my last place. I put this scare zone as my number 5. I put it as number 4 because there was one that I disliked even more. Sure. <laughs> so, yeah, that that was not an awesome introduction to Halloween Horror Nights 2023 when you first walked in. Um, it And I, I think that they'll probably find that that, you know, that a lot of people felt like that. Because you want to be like blown away when, you you're, be when you're walking into this event. You want to, it's a, it's a highly anticipated extra ticket, you know, premium ticket event uh, on top of your park ticket. You want to be kind of blown away by uh, something other than fog. Yeah, you know, it just it doesn't it didn't feel like it has in past years walking and be like, whoa, this event looks awesome. Yeah, it just looked foggy. Yeah, and that Norm- was kind of disappointing to me. Normally, when you walk in, you're like, we're here. Oh yeah, like this yeah, is, this is well, welcome to horror nights. Exactly. Um. All right, what was the next one? The next one is the Dark Zodiac. Uh, Doctor Oddfellow has entered a dark dimension to harness the power of the Zodiac and live forever. He twists the signs and into malevolent beings who foretell your doom. As his star rises, yours falls. All right, I'm just going to say this is my last house, like dead last, no questions. I thought this house was not... Scare zone. I'm sorry, scare zone, was not pleasing to the eye. It was didn't feel cohesive. It felt just not scary. Uh, I... I could not have disliked this scare zone more, especially since last year, the scare zone of the year was in there. Yeah. This scare zone has the most space. That Hollywood area is so good for scare zones that is pri- every year. That is prime real estate in scare zone like land. 
And I feel like when I walked through that, I was like, what are y'all doing here? Like nothing makes sense. Not, not everybody cares about Zodiac signs and I understand it's connected to Dr. Oddfell and I still don't care. You should have been, you should have been scaring me. You should have worried less about making fun Zodiac costumes and worried more about scaring your guests. I thought, I thought none of it really made sense. And, and I kid you not, when I walked through the scare zone, I was usually on the sidewalk because I just wanted to get through it. Yeah, Uh, that was me too. and, 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 it's so disappointing because, like you said last year, that area over in Hollywood, over by the Bourne Centacular and the Schwab's Pharmacy, is such a great area, and it's always one of the best, if not the best, scare zone over there. I I also want to say that if somebody like loves looking up zodiac signs and like cares about like what your sun and Earth and stars and everything that happened when you were born mean, I totally respect that. Yeah, but sure it thing. made zero sense yeah. in this in this and like. Nobody, you couldn't even like see what they're like. You had to, you would have had to known what each zodiac sign was very well to be able to be like, oh, you're this, and that's why you're dressed like this, right? And nobody wants that, nobody needs that during Halloween Horror Nights. I completely agree with what you're saying there, and the the reason why, and I, I, I went back and forth whether to rank this four or five, um. It is number four because I, I just did not think that the the one we just talked about was fitting for the front of the park. Uh, but Doc, uh, Dark Zodiac, I didn't really understand it. I'm not a Zodiac person either. And it just felt lazy. And I know we're being brutally honest here. But like I said, I, I literally walked on the sidewalk just to get through it most of the time to get where I was going. I never do that. And no, I never do that. Always always check out the characters and see what's going on. And the laziest part is because none of it was scary at all for me. Mm-hmm. The laziest part was throwing these random dudes with chainsaws in there. Yeah, like what does like, that have to do with your Chainsaws scare signs. the crap out of me. I don't like that noise. And that, that made me hate this scare zone even more because they just didn't belong. Yeah. And we're just walking through there, just hearing that noise. I just wanted to avoid it like the plague. Just get through it, stay to the side. Like, I hate that noise. I hate when somebody comes up behind me with a, with a chainsaw. It is terrifying to me. I I know they can't, they're not going to cut my leg off, but I hate that, like, the thing that comes out of nowhere. Like, scares the and crap the out smell. of me. And the smell. I just, oh, it if Dr. Oddfellow's collection of horror, the front entrance was, wasn't so underwhelming, this absolutely would have been number five for me. Uh, but I had to make a decision on my rankings. So Dark Zodiac, number four. Yeah, I, I totally see what you're saying. I think we're on the same page. I just, I just had such a strong dislike for what they did with the prime real estate of the scare zone yeah. that I was, I put Dark Zodiac at number five. Yep. All right, moving on to the next uh, scare zone is the Jungle of Doom Expedition Horror. In the 1920s, Dr. Oddfellow ventured deep into the darkest jungle, performing horrific experiments on nature. Now his monstrous creations are running amok and are coming after you. All right, so uh, Jungle of Doom Expedition Horror. I thought it was pretty it was pretty decent. Generally, the Central Park area, the one where in between, uh, like where Animal Actors is, and like going towards um, the the Central Park area, and the uh, what's the name of the little Mexican place right there? 
uh, where you get the walking tacos. Uh, La Bamba. Um, That's it right there. Um, It's always one of the least great scare zones because it's such a small... It's just small and tight. ...real estate to work with. Yeah. Um, And generally, it's just kind of like random things jumping out at you. But I did really like the story of of Dr. Oddfellow, uh, younger self, kind of finding the, the skull and... I thought that was really cool and him like possessing everything. Um, so this scare zone definitely wasn't the worst one this year for sure. Um, and, and, and again, this all ties together Dr. Oddfellow in different decades, um, all these scare zones. But uh, some of the creations were really cool. Some of the monsters were really creative looking. Um, I, I really liked some of the costumes there. Um, so Jungle of Doom for me is ranked number three. Uh, for me, the bar was so low on the other <laughs> two <Fair. laughs> that we just talked about. Um, it automatically wasn't going to be in the top three. Uh, it was fun, a fun scare zone. I I thought it was cool that, like you said, Dr. Oddfellow was walking around in his Jumanji outfit. <laughs> and um, <laughs> yeah. and yeah. you could get some really good scares. The fog came through really well. You could get a good, like, uh, you could get a scare actor to really kind of scare you. Um, and to not be able to see them because of the darkness, because of the fog, all of that. So for that, I'm going to give Jungle of Doom Expedition Horror number three. That scare zone is always so foggy. Honestly, I feel like it was it like it was better than it has been in past oh, years. Oh, for sure. But like I've never, you never really get blinded by fog like you do in that scare zone, right? And that makes it that much better because they don't have a lot of space to work with. So if anything can kind of scare you out of the blinding fog, that's great. Right. That's awesome. All right, moving on. Uh, Our next scare zone to cover is Vamp 69 Summer of Blood. At a 60s music fest in a small New York town, you'll jam to popular bands with fellow concert goers until Dr. Oddfellow unleashes vicious vampires on the audience. They're out for your blood. Uh, so for this one, uh, this was first off the biggest scare zone. Yes. This was the most interactive scare zone. And this was a scare zone that the scare actors were consistently on. Yeah. And, yeah. and it was the loudest. It was scare the zone. loudest. There were times where the scare actors were all interacting in a big group and you would be like intrigued by what they were doing. Yeah. So, um, the the set was awesome. You really felt like you were at a music festival it, in the sixties. It was like Woodstock, basically. Uh, the way, and again, I can't express enough how the scare actors interacting with the vampires just came across so much fun. Yeah, and you would have like a, a scare actor who was like, "I don't know, man, it's really bad," and then you'd have a vampire that just came along and like got him. Yeah, and they just they kept their quality of the scare zone higher than like everyone, every other scare zone by far. And for that reason, I have it at number one universal uh, named this scare zone as the number one scare zone, which there was no question. And what about you? Oh, it's absolutely my number one. I absolutely adored this scare zone. I loved going through there. There was so many things to see every time you went through. 
the set design, like Danny was talking about, there's a huge stage, like, like as if you were at Woodstock, the Vamp 69. Um, uh, no, I like, it actually wasn't called Vamp 69 on the banner. It was called something else. I don't remember what it was called. Because it wasn't like yeah. Vamp 69, the vampire was coming. <laughs> like, they didn't know. The people didn't know that right. they were at the concert. But they had, like, cars that were, like, full-painted, a full-painted bus, a full-painted Volkswagen bug. Yeah. And they also had, like... A car that looked like a car from the 60s that had like beer cans in the dashboard, which is something that like in the 60s was just like when you watch old movies, there'll be like driving and just like, instead of drinking a soda, that was just, yeah, there were were so many, obviously we don't do that anymore, Um, but there were so many details that even from the things that people used to do in the sixties that are no longer acceptable. Yeah. Or they just added it to the set and like brought you into the sixties. All the different times that I walked through there, I kind of experienced something different. When I walked through on the big stage, there sometimes there was somebody up there on the stage and there was like five or six festival goers standing in front of the stage, like enjoying what they were seeing. But then there was like some dead dude on the stage <laughs> <laughs> just like sitting there. Um, but my favorite part about this scare zone is the fact that the uh, the people who the victims of the vampires blended in so well with the Halloween Horror Nights goers. Yeah, because you when you walk through the other scare zones, like the the jungle one or um, the uh, the next one we're going to talk about, you can very clearly tell what is the scare actors, what are the monsters, what are the characters that are there right but all these people aside from being dressed like hippies for the most part like you know, tie-dye and headbands and peace signs and all that stuff you really couldn't tell until they were right in front of you who was a scare actor and who wasn't a scare actor and i loved that walking through just getting spooked by someone who you know, you you see walking towards you who's just like a girl with long hair who's wearing a headband, and then all of a sudden she like rah, like in your face, and you're <laughs> like, oh my god! <laughs> like it was it was awesome. It, it definitely got me a couple of times. Um, so the scare actors were always on, like you said. There was a couple platforms where they had like these these scare actors that were just kind of grooving and dancing, dancing as though and, nothing was going on yeah as if nothing was going on they were just enjoying the music of the festival which is very like 60s yeah. like it's all right man love totally peace and awesome love. dude yeah everything's um, great before i forget i also want to give a shout out to two scare actors who i saw multiple times pull this bit where it was a guy with the like hat it was like a what i think like a newspaper hat um and I think I know what you're talking about. And he carried a heart around. Yes. Yep. And what he yep. would do is he would find this other, I think it was another vampire, and he would like interact with her and then he'd get down on his knee and hold out a heart to yeah. her as though he was proposing. Like a proposal. Yeah. <laughs> and all these other people and vampires and, and like scare actors would be like, Yay. And then they turn around and be like, Brah <laughs> I loved that. And I, I love that there were different like pieces like different stories happening yeah. that if you if you paid attention you could catch them like and, and the soundtrack was impeccable i don't know what the deal was with them getting licensing for music or anything like that but it was like the hits of the 60s walking yeah. through there it was like the beatles and 
um, Sweet Caroline and like a bunch of other stuff that was that was happening in there. And it was just it was so much fun to be in there. It was so loud. There was just people popping out everywhere. Um, everyone was 100 percent on. And there there is no doubt yeah, like if you vote another scare zone above Vamp sixty nine, I don't know what event you attended. Yeah, because this was far and away the number one scare zone of the year, and rightfully so. Universal also voted it that way. Absolutely. Well, we have our last scare zone, which also was a very small scare zone. It was. It was. It was in the San Francisco area of the park. So this was Shipyard thirty two Horrors Unhinged. Uh, Enter a 1940 San Francisco shipping yard full of mysterious crates and cages bearing Dr. Oddfellow's symbol. Beware, his nightmarish oddities have now escaped, spreading fear and chaos in their wake. Uh, I believe that you and I both voted this scare zone number two. Is that correct? Number two. Is that correct? That is correct. So I do think just if you... If you listen to everything we were saying about the first three, they were in the bottom three. Vamp 69 was obviously number one for us. So the only spot left was number two. And honestly, this this scare zone deserved it. It had some really cool creatures. Um, it had cages set up with like these flashing lights where these creatures could pop out and you wouldn't see them at all. Yeah, there was definitely some spooky stuff going on in there. And then my favorite scare actor character what is this bat. And she's either on stilts or she's on the ground. And her stilts, wings sure. are... Well, no, she was on the ground oh, that's sometimes. True. That's true, yeah. Um, and she is... her. Her face is so cute and scary. She's got big old ears. Yeah. And anytime I asked her to see her wings, she'd just be like, "Oh, you want to see my wings?" And she'd like put them out, and I'd be like, "You're so, you're so amazing." And she'd kind of like go from being scary to be like, "Oh, thank you so much." Yeah. And like, I love that scare actor. Like, uh, whoever that I'm sure it was multiple scare actors who played the bat but she was my favorite so uh just in uh in relation to all the other scare zones uh and because this one just did it well with the space that they had and had great characters and scares number two for me absolutely i completely agree with you there shipyard 32 is our is my number two uh scare zone as well just because vamp 69 was so good something had to be number two and this was, most years, this might even be number one. But Vamp 69 was so good. Um, but I loved some of the the scare actors in this zone. Like, you mentioned the one that was in the cage. That one always got me. Like, they would, like, bang the cage, and it was really loud. Right. Um, and then there was a couple of really cool ones walking around. The bat was fantastic. But one of my favorite ones, and I don't remember which if you know which one I was talking about, but there was one where... Um, it almost looked like the wall of like a shed or mm -hmm. something. And every 10 seconds or so, this thing would like burst through the wall of right. the shed. Lights would flash. And then when it went back in, the wall looked like it closed back up. And like so you didn't even know. basically it was like bungee. It would bungee back. Yeah. So it would like close back up and look like there was no like way to get through. Right. And I loved that effect. I thought that was really cool. And... Um, 
it it was it was long. I liked the um all the different types of monsters that were just kind of walking around. And uh again, like if if Vamp 69 wasn't so darn good, this may have been the best scare zone of the year. So, uh Shipyard 32 in the San Francisco area uh, got number two for me as well. All right. So we're just going to run this down. And I'm actually going to run our list down together because the the top three were the same for each of us. Yeah. So for both of us, number one was Vamp 69. Uh, number two was Shipyard 32. Number three was Jungle of Doom. And then for me, number four was Dr. Oddfellow Collection of Horror, and number five was Dark Zodiac. And then for you, number four was... Dark Zodiac. And number five was... Dr. Oddfellow's Collection of Horror. Yep. The so, front entrance. So for that, we were pretty much on the same page other than our last two. But I I know that you know next year will be a completely different vibe with the Scare Zones. Uh, and so... You know, shout out to Vamp sixty nine. You know, you were you were the star of the Scare Zone show. Mm-hmm. All right. Speaking of stars of the show, we're gonna talk about a certain show that was the sexiest. <laughs> was the tightest. The tightest. <laughs> All the leather. Oh, was the fire the most bondagey. Was the hottest the hottest <laughs> was the most metal mm. had the most magic the most nightmares and just overall was such a vibe and is such a vibe every year full of talented people oh my god the dancing that's in this show is unflippin believable i don't like watching that many talented, sexy people who can throw fire and twist themselves into knots is like crazy to I, watch. I think the most impressive part about Nightmare Fuel, Revenge Dream, which is this year's iteration of Nightmare Fuel, is the fact that all those people out there in the show are giving 200% every performance. Yeah. And no one slacks off, no one half asses it. It is like they are going in, balls yeah. to the wall, every performance. Yeah. And that is so impressive to watch. So let me go ahead and read the yeah, description before I forget. The show that sparked your darkest dreams has reignited. Let your nightmares burn out of control as the pyro and aerial performers fire you up to the beat of metal and electronica. Now, this Love is it. the third year of Nightmare Fuel. Correct. And the first year that we saw it, I, my jaw was on the floor. Because <laughs> I was like, yeah, it's just like a show. I mean, the last show I had watched in there was Bill and Ted's Excellent I Adventure. I love Bill and Ted's. I didn't. I, Shut up. <laughs> whatever. I would take Nightmare Fuel 10 that's times sacri- out of 10. That's sacrilege for you to say now, you don't I would like Bill and t- Ted. I would take Nightmare Fuel 10 times out of 10. i take them both. Give me both. No. I don't want one or the other. I want both. No. You, Here's put, the thing. Put Bill and Ted's over at Animal Actors. No, put Bill and Ted's, if you want it, go put it during the day. Ugh, Nightmare, what? Night, no. Nightmare Fuel is a vibe. It is like the tone of Horror Nights, I feel like. No? Yeah, I, I mean, yes. That's what you want Horror Nights to be. You want it to be sexy and fun and scary. Sure. And But I also like funny. <sighs> 
I, I love pop culture stuff. I, I love when it makes fun of pop culture. I, I fell love asleep it. sitting up watching Bill and Ted. Honey, you're you're talking about a day where we did three parks. I still <laughs> fell asleep. I wouldn't have. That's fall, not a fair assessment. I wouldn't have fallen asleep during Nightmare Fuel. That's not a fair assessment. I'm just saying that. That night, you can't judge it off that one night. I wouldn't have fallen asleep during Nightmare Nightmare Fuel. So, here's the thing. Nightmare Fuel, from the very first magic trick that still to this day, we keep going, how do they do that? And to every every song that they, like you said, put their all into, they're throwing fire. They're twisting into pretzels in the air with another person attached to them. Uh and they're doing all of that flawlessly, making it look easier than I walk down the street. Like, it is unreal. And the confidence of that entire cast, they deserve to have that confidence. But it is so much fun to watch because of how much fun they're having and yeah. how confident oh, they, they are love what they're doing. in every moment. And the music is awesome, too. For sure. There isn't a song in there that you're not just jamming they're to. They're all bops. They're all great. And they're all like audio. They're all like Technica remixes of a bunch of songs. Uh, so I, I love the music. It's so good. And one thing that we got this year that we haven't had in the past is the reveal of the Nightmare Queen. Right. And how badass does she look when she walks out? Like that red like devil outfit things she's got going on it's so sparkly and shiny and then she puts on this aerial, aerial act of a lifetime and it's just it it's it has to be seen to believed and nightmare fuel when it first came out the first year they were very strict about no video no none of that there's plenty of video of this year's we didn't post anything because we were asked not to in a pre-show announcement uh but there's plenty of video of this show. You need to see it to believe it. And it won't be do the show justice by watching it on it YouTube. Won't. Being there is just an, an, a totally different experience. But if you want to see some of the impressive fire and dancing and magic and stuff that we're talking about, there are some pretty great videos out there on YouTube that you can watch the entire performance. Go ahead and check it out because this show kicks ass. Yeah, and I do want to say that um, Universal, we've had uni Universal cast members say like, yeah, they say not to say it, but they just don't want everybody with their cameras out. Right. And so it's not like outlawed. It's just they were trying to pre prevent that. And I acted like the cops were going to, you know, take me away if I took a picture. So <laughs> I took it so, right. we took it so seriously. But I mean, yeah, uh, I mean, Nightmare Fuel d didn't have any other shows in its category. It was the entertainment show. And I know they only had three years of storyline, but I truly hope they bring it back. I will be severely disappointed if this show does not come back because it is so freaking good. The, the people in it are so talented. And not only that, that show build its stadium consistently oh, yeah, at every full. single show. Yep. We don't need more people in the lines. The lines are long enough. We need something else to do other than stand on our feet in lines. Yeah. And Nightmare Fuel is that answer because it is a vibe for Halloween Horror Nights. I, I, I can't say enough good things about it. Yeah. Um, I, I feel like I've 
enjoyed it more and more every year we've gotten to watch it. I enjoy it more and more every time I watch it. Yeah. I love watching it with people, too, because when they see these magic tricks happen, they always say, what the bleep? Yeah. Yeah, literally. (laughs) In front of them and just, yeah. Well, unfortunately... Halloween Horror Nights has come to an end once again. As has this episode. As has this episode. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us. Yeah. We are... I'm already counting down the days to Halloween Horror Nights next year. I'm, I'm already ready for Halloween next year. Yep. Because I'm in, I'm in the Grinch month. So mm-hmm. I'm, just, I'm just being sad that Halloween is over. Well, Halloween is over and the holidays have just begun in Orlando here. SeaWorld's Christmas celebration starts this weekend, Friday. Uh, today, actually, Friday, November 10th. Uh, it starts today. So very, very excited that that's back. It is, like we've told you a million times, it's the best Christmas celebration in Orlando. It is fantastic. The very first Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween... Not-So-Scary. The very first Mickey's Very Merry Christmas party uh, was actually this... Uh, was last night at Magic Kingdom. You miss it, too. Uh, yeah, yeah, I know. There's so many freaking, like... Very merry Christmas party. <laughs> not Ver- so scary. Not so scary Halloween party. Uh, not so spooky spectacular. Like so many freaking names. Mickey's not so scary. Very merry Christmas party. Yeah, yeah literally. <laughs> um, so the first Christmas party at Magic Kingdom was last night, um, and then Universal's uh, holidays starts November seventeenth with Grinchmas, Grinchmas and the Grinchmas. Macy's parade and and all that fun stuff. The the uh, Breakfast with the Grinch, which we currently have tickets to. Uh, we're very excited to uh, experience all that kind of stuff again. I love the holidays in Orlando. There's so many different options. Um, yeah, the Christmas is here. Christmas is, Christmas is starting now, as the great Tim Tracker once said. Uh, it, it is... An exciting time, and I know you said you're in your Grinch month, and you're you're not over Halloween being over. I was just trying to figure out more so why I feel like grumpy about it, and she, I'm I think I'm just calling it my Grinch month is like I'm I'm while, mourning Halloween being while, over. While she's grumpy, I put up our Christmas tree yesterday, so <laughs> um, I'm ready. I'm ready. I've, we've been celebrating Halloween since August 12th, so I'm very <laughs> excited more, to, more, to move more, on to something more, else. And as long as we don't overplay Mariah Carey, I'm I'm totally fine with it. Make Kelly Clarkson the new Christmas song. Make <sighs> Christmas great again. Ooh. <laughs> oh, I no, take that back. Never McGa. MCGA. No, we don't even pretend to be on that side of the <laughs> political scale. That's, that wasn't political at all. I, ugh, we don't even pretend. Yeah. No. So, <laughs> lots of stuff happening. Uh, we're going to be covering a bunch of it. Uh, stay tuned for future episodes. We're going to um, cover a bunch of the Christmas stuff here. Um, stay tuned. Uh, Patreon.com slash a couple of park hoppers. You can support us for as little as $3 a month. Uh, we've got some really cool content coming out really soon. Um, do we want to talk about what our next video is going to be? Because I've released it to Patreons uh, to to see like it was like a little sneak peek of what is coming. Do we want to talk about real quick what our our next YouTube slash TikTok uh, video is going to be? Uh, I I guess we can. Yeah, I don't see why not. I don't think we're not hiding anything. No, but we were invited out uh, from our friends at Hunter Spring Kayak. It was in Crystal River, Florida. Hunter Springs Kayak um, to come swim with manatees. And what a cool experience that was. Yes, everybody there was so incredible. Uh, our experience was absolutely amazing. 
uh, and manatee season actually starts here in a couple of days. And so we are going to be releasing our video uh, where you get to see our full experience. We're going to be sharing uh, some stuff on TikTok. And we're also going to be doing a very special giveaway where you might get to swim with manatees. Yeah, if you win this giveaway, we don't we're not announcing how we're doing it just yet. That is still to come, but you and a partner of yours will get to enjoy a the same swim with manatees that Danny and I did. Um, I don't know if you'll have as uh, as awesome of a tour guide as Tristan, who was fantastic. Or maybe you'll uh, have Tristan. Or and maybe you'll have somebody just as good, if not better. I don't know. The staff there is absolutely incredible. They're all amazing. And we're so excited to bring you guys something else that you can do outside of the parks. Because honestly, that is something that we are starting to look for because... We get it. When you guys come down here, you guys love coming to the parks, but you like learning about other things, too, just like we do. We we like to do things other than go to the parks. Gasp. <gasps> I yeah. Can you even believe that? But yes, of course we do. And we want to share that with you. And there are lots of amazing businesses to support and experiences to go out and do. And this is just the beginning, but it's a good one. So make sure that you keep your eyes and ears to the floor because we're going to be sharing that very, very soon. We've got a lot of things in the pipeline almost ready to go here at Park Hopper Central. We're very excited to show it all to you over the next coming months. Um, things are happening for us, and so we're really, really excited. So uh, it's it's a great time to be a park hopper. Put, yes. it that, put it that way. And thanks for coming along on the journey. Yeah, of course. But until next time, I hope that you have a very merry Grinch month. And until oh, next time. <laughs> we will see you around the parks. Thanks for listening, everybody. And happy holidays. See you. <laughs> thanks for listening to a couple of Park Hoppers podcast. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and all other podcast platforms. Be sure to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok at Park Hoppers Show. Visit youtube.com slash a couple of park hoppers and subscribe to our channel for theme park videos, live streams, and more. And don't miss out on your chance to play your part in the magic by visiting patreon.com slash a couple of park hoppers. Until next time, we'll, we'll see, see you around, around the, the parks. parks.